Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? I'm not well. You're unwell today? I'm unwell, yeah. Because... Is a song? There's like that on... Un- no. What is it? There's a song. Is um, it After Levine or something? Uh, Maybe not. Okay, well, I was going to do a bit about losing something, but forget it now. Oh, no. Okay, wait. Let me just get it out because now I know what it is. It's like that I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. Do you remember that song? I'm not crazy. I'm just a little yes. unwell. Da, 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 ba, ba, da, right now, da. you don't something. Yeah. Anyway, what did you lose? My sanity at this point. <laughs> That's long gone. She gone. She got lost in June. Mm. T- tune into the Wombat Water podcast. <laughs> To find out where it went. I was going to say, mine got lost in the mail when trying to mail anything this fucking holiday season. Gone. It's gone. Yikes. So, Um, Happy New Year, guys. 2021. Bigger and brighter and shinier. Sparklier. Funner. Let's hope. Sassier. Um, She is here. She's here. What are your hopes for 2021? Honestly, to be better than 2020. There's a low bar. We're, we're, we're clearing a low bar. Honestly, my, my true hope mm-hmm. is that I will be able to do almost anything on my 30th birthday. <laughs> like, mm. that is my hope. I, on my 30th birthday, I would like to be able to do something and go somewhere. We have eight months to get there. Yeah. Fingers crossed, people. Because yeah. if it not, have, it's yeah. going to be sad. Well, you know. I mean, you can have folks quarantine for two weeks. No. Not really, because Will has to go to work. So, oh. like, I'm exposed by proxy. And mm-hmm. so then it's just, it's not, it's not going to happen. But those are my hopes and dreams. And let's, I mean, if if we can, at the very least, it's August and we can hang out outside together. So, like, I can see my family. Mm-hmm. We can hang out outside and not be freezing. So, like, mm-hmm. there's a bright side to it. Um, but those true. are my, those are my hopes. I don't really make New Year's resolutions just mm-hmm. because it's, like, I don't really see the New Year as, like, I'm going to do this now. Like, that's not really how I view things. But yeah. what about you? Yeah, I mean, I haven't made resolutions or a goals list. I mean, last year, so I have this, like, agenda. I'm a type of person that likes a written agenda versus you who's, like, more digital. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it said, like, 2020 goals. And then underneath in small lettering, it said best year ever. <laughs> Oh, yikes. (laughs) That didn't happen. But the thing is, is that they're so bold that I get the same planner every year. Mm -hmm. So this year they had 2021 and they're bold enough to still say best year ever. Why would they do that? They know they jinxed it last time. (laughs) Like, Um, how dare you? Yeah, at Lily Pulitzer for uh, their agenda being so bold that they're saying this is going to be the best year ever. I did achieve some of the goals from last year. Um, Not the one that's... Was one start a podcast, find uh, your best friend online, you know. Funnily enough, no. (laughs) Um, But one of them was travel out of the country, and that was a big LOL. Yeah, that didn't. Yeah, happen. that was mine too. Actually, I didn't like mm-hmm. set myself goals, but it was gonna happen, and mm-hmm. it it didn't. Mm-mm. Um, funnily enough, I had looked at apparently, and I'm not even a big Facebook kind of person, but um, last so 2019 on New Year's Eve, I had posted like really great things that had happened to me that year. So my 2019, I started my curly hair journey, still happening. So you know, great. Discovered cold brew coffee. <laughs> 
Okay. Why did that make the list? It was a big momentous occasion in my life. Big moments. Big okay. Moments. Um, got our driveway finally replaced and expanded. That was actually a big deal. We used to have a single file driveway, which when you have two vehicles is just not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, visited Philadelphia for the first time and got engaged to Will. I love how that was fourth on my list. <laughs> so wait, was that... Wait, excuse me? Was that two different things? Was that one big thing? Was that... I Did you, like, manifest that? Like, I don't understand. This was in 2019. The end of 2019, I went over, like, what happened that year. And oh, we visited I Philadelphia thought these were goals. No, this was, at, this was on New Year's okay. Eve. Like you, yeah, year. like, you did this, this year. Like, you did this This is what happened this year, okay. yeah. Okay, sorry. And sorry. then um, my last thing I did, fulfilled my childhood dream of becoming a witch at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, You're wait. waiting for that sentence to end. Yeah, I was like, Wicca? I was like, excuse me? <laughs> um, so. Okay, so, and then you posted something similarly this year, and I gotta say, I made it to number two, so that was, like, pretty good. Yeah, I tweeted this year instead, because yeah. I'm, Facebook fucking sucks, so mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just gonna tweet instead. Yeah, I had a long list of, like, honestly, fourth quarter really turned things around for me on 20, in, you know, in 2020, because 2020 was trash up until, like, pretty much mm-hmm. the final couple months. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, fourth quarter was pretty good. Yep, hopefully 2021 looks up. We hope everybody had a nice, safe New Year's Eve and that you celebrated. Did you guys watch the ball drop? Uh, yeah, like, I wound up on the television, but I wasn't, like, paying attention to it. Um, yeah. yeah, New Year's was fine. I, um, typically, um, I go out with my, like, friends, and, mm-hmm. um, obviously I did not do that this year. Um, we, Drew and I always, well, typically I go out with Drew to dinner, to our restaurant, our special mm-hmm. restaurant, and then I go out with my friends because what happened was I used to just stay with Drew and Drew kept falling asleep at 10 and I used to get like really, really upset <laughs> and mad. So like I was like, fuck this. Like I am Where not- would he be when he fell asleep? Yeah, so I'm like, sc- I'm like, screw this. I'm not doing this anymore. So then I started hanging out with my friends. And then, like, the last time I was just with Drew, I was so mad that I was, like, on my own and he fell asleep and he wasn't, like, awake that I, like, angrily bought a purse because to, like, console me, (laughs) which is, like, um, so this year I I bought a new purse. (laughs) Also, that's your, like, annual tradition now. If I'm alone, yeah. Well, I wasn't alone. I was a Drew, but it's basically being alone. Um, (laughs) But no, like this time I got a a gift card from his parents for Christmas. So um, for Kate Spade. So it was like an intention. I will buy my purse on New Year's Eve as a tradition. Yes. That's nice. Yes. It was was fine. So I don't know. Um... I'm just glad that New Year's, New Year's sucks. I hate New Year's, but it's fine. So um, before we start this week's episode, I have like a couple of like tidbits of feedback. Okay. Um, so the first being, we had some light interest in Brick TikTok. And, um, <laughs> and like, I have some good news. At first, I 
didn't know this dude. Like, I I mean, I still don't know this dude, but I didn't know him. Like, he just came up on my feed, and I was so entranced by his brickery that I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the funniest thing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this guy on TikTok works at, like, a brickyard, and for whatever reason, his job is to take perfectly orderly stacks of brick and undo the stacks and then throw them into mountains. And he doesn't know why he does it. He asked his boss why he does it. And his boss said, don't ask questions. That's not your under your job description. And he never asked again. And when people ask him why he does this, he says, I don't know. And at this point, it's not my business because my job is just to do my job and make money. So he doesn't know why he throws these bricks into piles that make mountains. Okay, whatever. So I just wanted to tell you guys that I found him. I found him again on the Brick Talk. And if you want to join his brick journey, his name is Oz Moistus, which is disgusting. But O-Z. Oh, that's a name. Sorry. O-Z-M-O-I-S-T-U-S. And recently he's kind of gone off the rails and he has like – kind of departed his brick ways but if you scroll down there's gold and there's something that's actually called brick talk and that's where i live um so that's that's something that i had to share but real real feedback real feedback we Mm -hmm. had um and this is in regards to last week episode 18 it's a wonderful night We had somebody named Miriam reach out to us, and she wrote to us, "Um, I failed my driver's license test twice, and I was so upset because the first time I did my driver's test, my dad was leaving for next day for Nashville, and I said that, um, he said that he could, I could use his car while he was traveling, and the second time I failed, his dad was, her dad was going to go to Africa for three weeks, and she would be able to use the car, and she couldn't drive it. I think that's what happened. Like, you were so excited to use his car while your dad was traveling that, like, it was too much pressure. Yeah, she got it in her head. Like, yeah, sounds like that's what happened. Or she just has, like, terrible timing, really. Oh, my gosh. Stop scheduling your driver's exams (laughs) for right before your dad is going on a major trip. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so she passed a third time because her dad didn't have travel plans, but she didn't have a car to drive. Um, And then she said some really nice things. By the way, I love the podcast. It's great to go back to my childhood and rewatch Boy Meets World. I've never seen Dawson's Creek, so I can't wait to watch it along with you ladies. Much love from Canada. Why is our Canadian viewers the nicest people in the galaxy? Because they're Canadians. Americans suck. Nice. No offense. So thank you so much. I don't think so. (laughs) Thank you so much, Miriam. I really appreciate it. I have not, as you know, watched Dawson's Creek either. I'm pretty excited. If you guys don't know, actually. Um, we have started another show. I'm not cheating on you guys. I'm not cheating on Boy Meets World. I, d- I, I want to say. I am. Um, Jessica <laughs> is cheating with the entire television catalog. This is, an, this is a scandalous affair. That, I mean, Jessica is tweeting about anything or, or t- not tweeting, but covering anything or anything um, in the in the world. But that mm. I'm not. I'm not cheating on you. But we do have a second show that we're covering now that it's 2021. It's Dawson's Creek. I've never seen it before. Um, I'm excited to cover it. It's a wild time. I'm kind of calling it in my head. Um, uh, Shit 90 shows taught me after dark because Ooh. she's spicy. 
Yeah, it is. It actually it is a much more serious show. The characters start out obviously older already and mm-hmm. it's a drama. So yes. shit's going to get spicy. It's going to mm-hmm. get real. So mm-hmm. that's that's a good call. If you want shit 90 shows taught me after dark, then meet us on Mondays for Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Also, I feel like our the name of our podcast is long enough without adding after dark to it. <laughs> This is like a simple hashtag after dark um, on That's fine. one of my posts. So um, before we get into the episode, any 90s nightcaps today? Yes, I am drinking a, we bought these cans um, when we got our order in at the liquor store. Because I feel like trying it. It's a black cherry vodka soda. Oh, goodness. Um, 5% alcohol. It's pretty good. I love anything black cherry. It's like my favorite flavor of most beverages. Mm. Yeah, I, I like black cherry. I'm allergic to black cherries, but I still eat them anyway. Um, what happens when you eat them? My tongue and throat get really itchy. That sounds un- like uncomfortable. <laughs> it's not great. But... Um, <laughs> I am drink. I'm back to the canned wines. Mm. Um, where where we went, we switched back to peach instead of mango. I'm a simpleton. What can I say? I don't. I don't. Yeah. Ha- I can't. I can't do anything more or anything I'm less. I'm gonna say That's I'm it. not a big fan of mango in general. We got a, a soda stream for Christmas, and mm-hmm. um, my mom bought us like a five syrup variety pack that you could use to make seltzers, and one of them is mango. I'm, I'm not like Will's the only one who's going to be drinking that one because it's it's just like too much for me. Well, I'm drinking peach, so it's not a problem. <laughs> okay. And okay. we said that the Dawson's Creek one was going to get spicy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay. So let's get into it. We're talking season one, episode 19, Kid Gloves. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, I think we mentioned it last episode but this is definitely an episode that i remembered vividly oh like, yeah this episode sticks out as like i feel like they showed this one way more often than some other episodes i, I think so too that was going to be my point i think that in the mm-hmm. syndication of it all they probably had this one on repeat just like whenever i am forced to watch certain cartoons it's always the same freaking episodes over and over and over again um <laughs> So I think that that is totally a true statement. Um, very memorable. Um, but it's like a goodie. So. Oh, it's okay. definitely a good episode. It's a goodie. I just think I'm like, why is they chose this one to show so often? Especially because we'll get into it. There's some weird aspects, in my opinion. Um, but <laughs> okay, uh, we start off with Feeney in the classroom. He's going over the extracurricular activities, which let's break this down because mm-hmm. one of these things is not like the others. <laughs> Um, these are the extracurricular activities that the students can sign up for. We have vocabulary club, which like really you're not already learning vocabulary in English class. Um, debate team, scuba club, and upholstery squad. First of all, squad, squad, really. That's what we're calling this. Uh, um, I would love to take this class because it is directly has to do with my line of work i this would be very very helpful do you know how much it costs to make a high-end pillow in the interior design world have we talked about this before you mentioned there was like once upon a time there was a customer who was like obsessed with these like insanely expensive pillows um i believe it's expensive i recently learned how to um do so i'm working on a cross stitch but before that i did embroidery and 
embroidery is like no joke it takes a long time and it's mm-hmm. tricky so like mm-hmm. upholstery is like in the same vein obviously it's mm-hmm. not as like mm-hmm. precise but who's learning to upholster furniture as a young kid like, <laughs> i don't know and the a I, squad a like squad. hashtag upholstery squad it sounds fun <laughs> i would love to join the upholstery squad um it sounds like a grand old time but yeah i just very strange it for sixth sense. grader like, Right, like, and not only that, but you'd think that they'd have limits on the number of kids able to participate in each club. Like, you'd think they'd mm-hmm. have to have, like, okay, we need at least this many kids to make right. it worth our while to do it. Yes, and of like, course. literally everybody's gonna want to do scuba club. This is ridiculous. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, goodness, I know that there was probably something very similar when I went to school, but I cannot recall joining anything specifically but i remember like have a memory that there was like one thing that people wanted to join so it's like i don't know like photography club i think that's like a very popular club because like Mm -hmm. you would go on field trips to places and like and it seems like easy enough right like it's Mm -hmm. not physical so Mm -hmm. you're not like having to run if that's not your thing it's not athletic you know right i i totally get that i just think like First of all, vocabulary club does not belong here because vocabulary, unless it's like a spelling bee or something. um, Could be, could be. But it just doesn't make much sense to me. And we all like, and even, even, uh, so obviously Sean and Corey are into scuba club. Mm -hmm. Um, Minkus, of course, wants to do vocab and debate up until Topanga decides she wants to do scuba. Yeah, so Topanga was really into like scuba as well because I don't know she probably wanted to be like one worth with like the clams and then as soon as mm-hmm. Topanga said that she wanted to do scuba Mingus like was all in and he said slap me in a wetsuit and throw me overboard so he was full till in oh yeah like it was it's so obvious what's happening here um especially because I it, it, to me it doesn't Minkus's character is kind of odd at certain points in that, like, that happens where he's immediately on board with doing scuba once Topanga is. Two seconds earlier, he's all about debate or vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't want to answer what scuba stands for because he wants to fit in. And it's like he waffles between being an uber nerd and then wanting to fit in and then wanting to get into Topanga's pants like so often in all these episodes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's his main three main character traits, I suppose. But I think he is just very conflicted with himself. He doesn't know what he wants from life. He doesn't know if he wants to, you know, succeed to, you know, or like, you know, his parents put so much pressure on him. Mm-hmm. They're like, Minkus, you better take vocab and debate or else we're going to lock you in the basement for three weeks. And Minkus is just like, oh, gosh, like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's like, I just want to be like every other normal kid. So I, I, I feel bad for Minkus. I think that there's a lot of pressure from home to be a genius. Yeah, I guess that's correct. And, like, we obviously he wants some sort of friendship. I mean, he should know by now that Mink, or that Topanga doesn't care if he's a nerd or not. Like, she just mm-hmm. wants him to be, like, himself. Yeah. Um, but I loved the – what is the acronym for SCUBA? And Corey guesses DUBA. Like, <laughs> you're in, like, sixth grade. You don't know what an acronym is by now? Uh, every single time he says SCUBA, I crack mm-hmm. up. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> and the scene is like, 
Gooba Dooba. <laughs> and then uh, and then he's like he says to Sean like hey Sean you haven't spoken since the fourth grade like what say you mm-hmm. and um Sean like really tries to do make a guess and his guess is something creepy under boat Andy and uh <laughs> Feeny's like yeah we were closer with Corey and then yeah and then Minkus at first he doesn't want to do it at first he wants mm-hmm. to be team scuba Duba, but ultimately he reveals what the answer is because he doesn't like being challenged and saying well then you don't know the answer yeah did you know what scuba stood for before he said it I I I know. I mean, like, I mean, could I have worked it out? Probably not. So I think I would have gotten a decent amount of it. Maybe not apparatus, though. I mean, I've never been scuba diving. I haven't. So either. how was I? How would I? How would I know? Mm. Um, I've been snorkeling. Um, I went snorkeling in the fifth grade when I went to Hawaii with my family, but I don't think I've been snorkeling. Hard flex. You know, when I went to, like, Hawaii and, like, we went to <laughs> Luau. We did, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? It's Hawaii. It was um, Thanksgiving, so I think that, I don't know if we went on Thanksgiving, but we went forth. It was, my dad was traveling with Rutgers basketball. It was, like, a championship out there, so we went with mm-hmm. him. It's not that, that impressive. Like I mean, it is, but... <laughs> I mean, it like kind of is, but it's like kind of not. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, I peaked at nine, so it hasn't gone. Oh, better okay, since all then. downhill from there. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so right, so now we're back at the Matthews residence. Um, Alan sneaks in to the boys' bedroom while they're sleeping, and he leaves like a small jewelry box on Corey's forehead. <laughs> like, how would you, first of all, who sleeps on their back like that? Second of all, how would you not wake up? Uh, I think, I think, do men not sleep on their back? I feel like. I think men are like women. It just depends on the guy. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, Will does not sleep on his back. mm, I've seen people sleep on their back. Doesn't seem comfortable. But it's Corey's birthday. See, was this, like, did they confirm that it was his birthday? Because nobody else acted like it was his birthday. It was totally his birthday, right? Well, they say they say that like, oh, he's becoming a man, quote unquote. So you would think that it's his birthday. However, when he goes downstairs, no one wishes him a happy birthday. When he's at school, nobody wishes him a happy birthday. He doesn't have birthday cake later on in the night. Wow. Like, wow. What, that's a good point. I like, was fully what is this arbitrary that this day? was his birthday. They never said birthday in the entire episode? No. And here's my other wow. thing. Like, do we know? Okay, we talked about this before. Is Corey 12? Corey is now 12. Okay, so this is the dealio. This is the dealio. We know that I think Topanga's birthday is in November. I think that Sean's birthday is like December or January. And Corey's birthday is the last birthday of the bunch. He's the youngest out of the three main characters. And the people have mathematically guessed that his birthday is in February. But um, if we're going along with the timeline, this should be in March. Mm-hmm. So it's a month after his supposed birthday. But, but he's, he's he's 12. He's definitely this, 12 now. Well, that's what's confusing to me is like 
in my opinion, like the becoming a man, quote unquote, makes sense if he's mm-hmm. like turning 13. And, but in the in uh, the Jewish standards, yeah. But well, this in is most the, standards, because yeah. you're a teenager yeah. then, like this you're not, the, you know what I mean? This is the dealio. We know that we've lost a year somewhere in this timeline. There's some inconsistencies, but I am to believe that he's 12 at this point. Okay. Maybe, hear me out, with girls when they're, you know, yes. younger, Yeah, they're like, quote unquote becoming a woman yeah like and this is like stupid and ridiculous but that was like how we grew up right it's like oh when Mm -hmm. you get your period you're Mm -hmm. a woman it's not real life but that's how Mm -hmm. like people always put it right what's the male equivalent uh i don't want to know i don't need to know i don't want to know either but it's it doesn't make sense to me we can it's fine we don't need to like get hung up on it too much but i just thought it was weird that like if this is his birthday literally nobody wished him a fucking happy birthday you know that's a good point because later on when Corey is not home for dinner i was thinking like why is he not like why is it not a big deal that he's not home for his birthday exactly um but did you notice what Corey was wearing A, a dinosaur shirt he was. And it looked very similar to the one, the original, the OG dino shirt. And I was like, did this get relegated to a sleep shirt? Did it get As downgraded? it should be, which was my whole point the entire time. <laughs> As it should be. It should have I been just, a sleep shirt the whole time. I was just happy to see it again. Um, but <laughs> dino shirt is back. Um, and so Eric basically wakes him up, tells him he has a box on his face and apparently we find out that when eric quote-unquote became a man he was given his grandfather's buck knife Mm -hmm. which the fuck is a buck knife i know what like a like a swiss army knife is no it's a knife that you would use to like skin a buck ew okay yuck okay which actually Um, tracks because in the future they alan owns an outdoor store mm. That's so true. He it does. Tracks. It tracks. Spoilers for me. He doesn't know that. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. So Corey gets opens the necklace or opens the box. It is a necklace, which what he calls silver mittens. Uh-huh. Yeah. It. Already like bashing what it is. He was disappointed because he's like, why do I want this necklace? Like, why do I care about this? Right. And Eric says, like, well, you know what? It's important to dad for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. you better wear it and you better look like you enjoy it. Which um, Corey does a really shitty job with. He really does. He does not seem grateful at all. He like rushes downstairs. And meanwhile, like Alan and Amy are like, Alan's like, oh, sorry, but I'm going to be Corey's favorite today. You know, Mm -hmm. I know. (laughs) But yeah, so he's late. He rushes out the door. He's like, he he's like, oh, dad. Yeah. Like, I really appreciate it. I like thank you. It's so important to me. It really is. And just like rushes out. And that makes Alan feel so sad. He's so sad. I felt sad. really bad. Yeah. And he, he was he was so disappointed. He even says he wanted a, a Kodak moment, which mm-hmm. like if we were to say that to someone who's like, uh, what is it? Is it Gen? What are we? We're Gen. Millennials. We're millennials. I mean, I What's am. I don't one? know if you are. No, I'm a millennial. What's the next one down? Gen Z. Gen Z. Okay. Um, would, would, would Gen Zers like know what that means to say a Kodak moment? Uh, I, th- I 
think that they know what Kodak cameras are. So I suppose it's like essentially like a Kodak camera is, and a Kodak is, is a Kodak is a camera and taking a Kodak moment is like a picture perfect moment. Right. Right. I think it's like Kleenex. Right. Like when people say Kleenex, they mean tissue. Like mm-hmm. Kodak was like synonymous with camera back mm-hmm. in back in our day. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he wants he wants the Kodak moment. He's upset. And Amy, I love Amy in this moment mm-hmm. because she's like, listen, you can't expect him to know the meaning behind the gloves when you didn't tell him what they were like how you won them you know like you can't expect him to be super grateful first of all he's a kid second Mm -hmm. of all you didn't tell him the importance of them like he doesn't know that you won the gloves oh yeah it doesn't know anything so um yeah so amy certainly puts things into perspective and then alan realizes that yeah i should probably like explain what the dealio is um as that happens little baby morgan comes down and oh, this poor little thing. So I loved Morgan this episode. She comes down and is like, is there anything on my face? And they're like, no. <laughs> like, well, how? Are you, what are you going to do to fix that? Because Corey got a present. That means I get a present. And they're like, Morgan, like your mommy's big girl now. Like, don't you remember that just because like, Corey or Eric gets a present doesn't mean that you get a present because, you know, we got you presents because that so you wouldn't feel bad. And then Morgan's like, well, I feel bad now. Yeah, she is so manipulative. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was so funny. She runs off and we all know Alan's going to cave and get her oh, something. yeah. Because he's like, he's already been disappointed once. He's like, let me buy her love while I can still afford to do it. Yeah. Um, Did your parents uh, get you presents when it was your brother's birthday? No. Really? No, absolutely not. No. My parents got my sister gifts when it was my birthday for a bit. That sucked. I can't imagine that would suck. It's like, I mean, when I was a kid, I was not the kid whose parents like let her win at games or anything like that. Like that just it was like tough love, you know, grow up, get over mm-hmm. it type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I never got any presents when it went. Yeah. I mean, if I did, I don't remember it happening. I certainly don't think it ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this but is no, did why you- you're a stable child. <laughs> Am I? I think so. Um yeah, did you ever get anything like this? Like any type of like coming of age gift? Like, hmm. like I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing. It's also like a quote unquote father son. I, I don't know what mm-hmm. would happen when Morgan comes of age, right? But like it seems like a, these are important things that mm-hmm. one was like an heirloom, family heirloom, right. I suppose. Um, um. So I think that I – so I had a bat mitzvah, so – Anything that was a uh, there was no like family heirloom, but mm-hmm. obviously that is a like in the Jewish tradition, having your bat mitzvah is a coming of age thing. So mm-hmm. I was gifted like savings bonds, which are really the true MVP when uh, you're paying for <laughs> college. Yeah, um, and uh, like um and after college as well. So. Those were really nice. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, did my family get me anything important um, for me to hold on to when I was that age? Uh, and, and the answer is no, because I was a, a hot mess express and I lost everything. Mm. Like, I know I I mentioned on the Dawson's Creek uh, podcast that I went to film camp. I was um, like 
uh, 17 or 16 when I went to film camp, I lost not only my cell phone uh, at film camp, but also my retainer. So if that's a glimpse of how much of a disaster I was uh, when I was, you know, a a teen and a preteen, like it's the Aries moon. That's what it is. <laughs> is that what it is? I lost Well, Aries everything. are like out of control. Like Aries, I could see losing yeah. things just because they're like, boom, 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 boom. They're like Tasmanian devils. And yeah. like, it's it's your moon sign. So <laughs> I lost everything back in the yeah. day. Like, so at my bar mitzvah, like somebody got me a Tiffany's bracelet, like that standard Tiffany's yes, bracelet. With the heart. The heart. The, yeah. No clue where that went. Oh Zero idea. <laughs> Like, and that was the only time I ever had Tiffany's. I was a disaster. A disaster. And it wasn't until, like, I graduated college where I stopped losing stuff. Like, I lost, like, Drew got me, like, a promise ring um, at one point. I lost that. Like, I lost everything all the so time. So I guess this moral of the story is don't get you jewelry because you're going to lose it. <laughs> I'm I'm very, I'm fine now. Like, I stopped losing stuff in my life. Like, I, 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 I don't lose things anymore. But, like, mm-hmm. literally up until college, I would just lose stuff all the time. All the time. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying to think if I ever got, I think for, like, bigger birthdays um like 18 maybe even 13 I got more like uh like important gifts like jewelry or something really nice mm-hmm. um I can't think of a coming of age gift that was like a family heirloom um for my wedding my mom gifted me a watch which was her mother's oh. watch um, which is really, really pretty. And I, I want to try to do something with it. I mean, like, I have, I'm taller, I'm bigger. So, like, my wrists, well, they're not huge. Like, they're certainly bigger than what, you know what I mean? The wrists of my mm-hmm. mom's grandmother or who, you know, whoever passed it down. I want to try to do something so I can eventually wear it. Instead of it just sitting there, you know, what good is it just sitting there? I'd like to wear it. Yeah, I tend absolutely. to lose things too often. Um, But... So that's the one major thing I can think of beyond just getting, you know, jewelry, but not anything. I can't think of anything that was like passed on. I think my mom has most of her mother's jewelry. Yeah. Um, I have some pieces that have, that have been passed to me now and they're mm-hmm. in safekeeping. So yeah, don't don't lose those. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, but yeah. And I know my, I, my dad has gotten me Swiss Army knives uh, as well, which I always appreciated. They're, they always come in handy. That's always a good thing to have. Sometimes you just need one. Yeah, Drew, um, Drew has a, a multi-purpose purpose tool, so. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Well, when you go camping, they're nice to have. Um, I never go camping, <laughs> ever. Uh, so we're back at school. Corey and Sean are practicing with the scuba gear. Corey, Corey says, I am scuba boy. And he, like, rips off his robe. This part is so weird to me because every time that a adolescent disrobed, yes. like, there were, like, cheers. And I'm like, yes. they're, like, really young. Now. I know. It was like, a little weird. Little, little weird. Uh, there was mm-hmm. some whistling when Topanga unrobed. Yeah. There was some wolf whistles. It was pretty uncomfortable. Um, but... Aside from that, it's a funny scene. I mean, we have well, of course them, in the muscle shirt. Yeah, the muscle shirt. They have, you know, they're they're messing around. Um, 
Sean has like this like muscle shirt. They're making like impressions of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, friend of the pod, and Darth Vader. Um, so it, it's fun. And then um, Minkus comes around and he's like in a full scoop of gear. And they joke that he looks like a juicy fruit um, stick, which is yeah. like so, I mean, Juicy Fruit is, uh, it's still around. It's not, like, to, like really a 90s thing, but. Um. And then Topanga is in a robe, and they're like, well, like, are you in a scuba suit, too? And Topanga takes off her robe, and the boys are, they have nothing to say. Nothing bad to say, nothing snarky to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Topanga's like, are you going to insult me? And, like, Corey's like, I I'm not going to insult you. I'll insult Sean again. So good for Topanga. Like, she really shut those boys up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you could tell that both of them were like, whoa. They, they mm-hmm. couldn't, their mouths were just like on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, good for Topanga. Um, yeah. And this is when Corey and Sean are like talking about the gloves and how Corey doesn't understand like the importance of them. And he's like, it's just one of those dad gifts, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So basically the boys are just happy that they are out of school, um, underwater and away from Feeney. And then they come to realize that the dive master is of course, Mr. Feeney. Yeah, because when is he not the teacher of something? They, I mean, it's just like, and of course, like, Feeney doesn't say, like, oh, this is, like, you can join the scuba club. I'll be, like, the captain of it. Like, or I'll be, like, the dive master or whatever. Yeah. I think like, he'd rather do vocab or debate, but here he is. I think it's wherever Corey goes, he goes. Maybe it's really, like, wherever Minkus goes. Maybe he's just, like, got to stick by Minkus. I don't know who he needs to stick by, but... Honestly, at this point, I would like a restraining order, ma'am. <laughs> um, so basically, of course, Feeney says never dive alone because you have to set that up for later in the episode. Yeah, that was a, um, a good, uh, you know, softball. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey loses the necklace. Of course he loses the necklace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this is and Corey doesn't seem to really care. He's like, oh, no. I'll just buy a new one yeah like literally and he didn't even notice it was missing like eric had to point it out to him so alan comes in and he talks to eric and Corey about the meaning of the silver gloves and why it's important to him um so do you want to tell the story of how alan you know got these gloves Basically, he was he was in the Navy. He was on the boxing team and he became like the champ. He even says like his like eye came out of its socket in this like fight that he had to be in to <laughs> like get some blood. Them. Like, honestly, is like a necklace with some gloves on it worth that? Like, tell me he got like a monetary prize because otherwise this is bullshit. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you watch Bridgerton. Apparently boxing is fun for some people. Yes, but like, well, back in Bridgerton, they weren't even wearing fucking boxing gloves. They're just fucking <laughs> bare fisting it. That yeah. sounds weird. Anyway, um, like it's 
yeah, this is crazy to me. That, like, it's not crazy that Alan was, like, a boxing champ because, like, we all know he has, like, zaddy tendencies. Yeah. He but was, like, a, a bit of a bad boy. I mean, we know that already. That's true. That's true. He self-proclaimed bad boy, Alan Matthews. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's not a surprise that he was a boxing champ. It's more like, tell me that you won something else. Because, like, what kid wants a necklace with boxing gloves on it? Like, the kid, he's not going to understand what that is. I Okay, but whatever. So it doesn't even matter because, you know, Alan explains, like, as good as it was to win those silver gloves, what Mm -hmm. was better and greater was hoping to have a son one day to give them to. Right. So it doesn't matter that it's gloves or buck knife or, I don't know, whatever you pass down to your kids. The fact that, like, you love them so much that you want to give them something that you were proud of and to pass on your legacy so it doesn't really matter it could have been anything it could have been like old socks but like it was if it's important enough for alan then it should be important enough for anybody so um eric is just like really 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 trolling Corey at this point and making Corey yeah. feel like shit and as, as he's wont to do. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. And, you know, Eric is basically like, you know what? If you, like, you should have just wrapped up the um, necklace and, like, held it into a safe place like I do with my buck knife. And Corey's like, well, you told me to wear it. But it's like, okay, he told you to wear it to show your appreciation. Don't wear it in the pool, Corey. Like, he never said, like, wear it in the pool. That's insanity. Especially it's loose fitting. If you can literally <laughs> yeah. pull it off of your head without having to unclasp it. Oh, yeah. Bro, that, what are you that's doing? That's on you, Corey. Um, yeah. So Corey's like calling like a bunch of places where he went, like the comic book store and wherever, mm-hmm. and he can't seem to find it. So then he like comes to realize that he probably like dropped it in the pool, asks Eric to cover, and Eric like agrees to it. And... Then we cut to the scene, his birthday dinner, that he doesn't show up to his birthday dinner. <laughs> the supposed birthday dinner. Yeah, they're like his mom and dad are calling down for him. They realize he's not there. And Eric forgets. He's like, I don't know. And he's like, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. He's at Sean's for dinner. Of course, then Sean arrives looking for Corey. And then they get into this whole thing where he's like, wait a minute. I don't live here. I can just leave. So. So yeah. Sean not bounces. very supportive. Not very supportive. No. no. And of course, Alan and Amy are like concerned about where he is. And honestly, at that point, Eric should just say where he is. But Eric, no, Eric genuinely does not know where he is because I think Corey was retracing like a lot of his steps and the pool was just one of the places. So he, I suppose, but at least say like, oh, he lose, he lost the necklace. He's going oh, yeah. to like look for it because yeah. like maybe he really is that dumb. Maybe this is the beginning of the Eric is stupid like arc. It begins here with him having a shitty memory. <laughs> we have flashes of brilliance and stupidity with Eric. I have no clue when it happens, but we yeah. know he's not Minkus smart. Um, no. Oh, my goodness. No. Definitely not. He's like, he's like socially smart. Yes. But he's an idiot otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he he's like the whole like trust bank thing was genius like that was very like 3d chess 
you know? The whole family is manipulative, so maybe that's what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just so, gets the manipulative man, man, manipulation from Yeah, social manipulation. Love mm-hmm. that for them. So Corey goes to the Y, because I guess John Adams Middle School or Junior School doesn't have a pool. They have to go to the Y to... I guess uh, it makes sense with a city school, right? That they're close to public school or public uh, pools. Yeah. So he goes, he sneaks into the Y and he's scooby-ing, scuba-ing on his own. Scooby-ing. He's scooby-dooby-ing. And he's seeing all sorts of trinkets down Ridiculous. in the pool. Ridiculous. The so, things that are in that pool. Do you want to hear something wild? So, like, one of the things that they show in the pool is, like, the stingray. And for whatever reason, like, I remember as a chi- as a kid thinking that stingray was so realistic that it was, like, supposed to be a real stingray. Like, I re- <laughs> remember that stingray. And I was, like, fully convinced, like, oh, shit, that's, like, a real stingray down there. And, like, seeing it now, I'm like, this this is a very fake stingray. And it Graphics looks like Graphics have a- come a long way, Sarah. Was it meant to be a real stingray? No. I was it was convinced. definitely meant to be a toy. Really? Because back then, I was like, you can't tell me this is not a real stingray. They have stingrays down here. That's not safe. I was fully don't you convinced. Think it's, don't you think it's one of those toys, like those yes. diving rings? Yeah, like, no. I, I know that now. I know that now. Back then, no. I thought it was a real stingray, and it was meant to You're be like, a real stingray. Watch out, Corey. You don't want to get Steve Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so um, there was a tennis racket down there. There was a real fake stingray there is a key there was like a barbie tied to a brick like what who the fuck like i need i need to meet this like character who did that like it's like a sid from toy story exactly what the fuck someone get that kid in therapy (laughs) who ties a barbie to a cement block and puts it in the pool it could be any any anybody i don't know who it was but barbie went overboard that's for sure many mysteries under under there it was like truly like uh the the portal to a different dimension who Barbie knows? is swimming with the fishes, as they mm-hmm. say in mm-hmm. Sopranos. Oh, yeah. Really That's utilizing that uh, Soprano rewatch right now. <laughs> swimming with the fishes. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. I threw, bar- <laughs> oh, threw Barbie down in the uh, pool, you know? Oh, no. The elf is back. <laughs> Wasn't it? What was his name? Oh, dang it. What was his name? The el- uh, the bada bing, bada boom. Gotta check my notes back. I don't know. But a bing, We put the Barbie in the pool with the cement block. Now it's Italian. No. Oh, does it shift? Okay, wait. Wait, what was... Wasn't he Italian? Or he was just down No, he was... No, he was like uh, Italian-American, like a Sopranos accent. Now you're like doing like Uncle Giuseppe. Like... Oh, my Uncle Giuseppe. Um, Okay, so... um, Feeny, how does Feeny know he went to the Y? How he's does he a know? stalker. Because he's a stalker. I don't get it. So that's Feeny, the answer. Feeny catches Corey um, and starts yelling at him that, like, you know, I told you rule number one of diving is never dive alone. You broke that rule. This is stupid. This is dangerous. There's no lifeguard on duty. Like, you're dripping on my Oxfords. Like, what is happening, Corey? Like, what is wrong with you? I don't know. Um, yeah. Some, like, really, like, cool camera effects right now. This is, like, POV. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were like underwater. Then he, his head comes out of the water and sees Feeny. Mm-hmm. He's in deep shit with Feeny. Um, not happy. And yeah, not happy. Corey comes home and Alan and Amy were worried sick. He apologizes and he's like, Dad, I'm so sorry. I lost your necklace. And he's like, Listen, like, obviously I cared about the necklace, but that was before I had you and like your brother and sister. And obviously I care more about your safety than I do about the necklace. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be an idiot, Corey. Yeah. So Corey's like, You know what? Like, I'm never going to leave my house, like this house again. Like, I, don't, mm-hmm. I, I need to, like, you know, I'm only safe when I'm here. Um, Feeny knocks on the door and he has found the necklace. Thank goodness. <sighs> Who's surprised? Nobody. <laughs> Feeny I know there's no stalker. consequences. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then, of course, Corey, being pretty smart here, is like, wait a minute. You just said we can't dive alone. What about minute. you, Feeny? Mm-hmm. And Feeny's like, it was in the filter, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, what? he's like, and he even says to, like, Amy, like, this is what you send for me to deal with. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, I know, I know. I mean, Corey, I mean, I mean, I think it was, like, pretty smart, but. I don't know. He's not a scientist. Mm -hmm. So Corey gives the gloves back to Alan and says that he doesn't deserve them yet. And then he should hold on to him until the most important day of his life. And um, Alan asks when that when that would be. And oh, my God, this this line really got to me. And he's like, whatever day you give them back. Like, tell me that did not like pull at your little heartstrings. I mean, it was cute. I thought it was, like, very adult of Corey to say that. To, like, recognize that he's mm-hmm. not ready for the responsibility of something. Yeah. And to return the necklace, like, as a result, I thought was really, you know, more uh, mature behavior from Corey than we've seen a lot of the time. <laughs> Certainly this episode, yeah. Yeah. I thought this was really, really sweet. Like, I almost made me want to tear up and cry. Like... <laughs> Can you imagine, like, whatever day, like, Alan deems to be the most important day of his life, like, that's, like, Mm -hmm. that's the day, like, that he gets the necklace. I really, really wish we knew what day that was. We're going to touch on something in a couple minutes, but Mm -hmm. it does not solve all of my mysteries and questions. Um, No. So, Um, after credits. Yeah, this scene was so cute. So, we have to tie a little bow on the Morgan situation Alan, of course, buys Morgan, like, a a toy horse. And Morgan asks if he wanted (laughs) in the Navy. And he's like, well, no, I bought it. And she's like, well, why is it important? And he's like, well, because you wanted it. And I bought it. And she's like, did you win this in the Navy? And he just gives in and says yes. Yeah. And then she kisses him. Oh, she she is cute. I don't care if she screams her line. She's a cutie. She has her moments. I liked her this episode because she was being a little manipulative, and I find that yeah, enjoyable. Yeah, she always is. She's such a mm. sass. Um, I thought this is, like, such a, you know, we talked about this. Like, I, for whatever reason, like, this episode sticks out in both of our minds, whether it be, like, they played it, like, every other day on the Disney Channel mm-hmm. or or you know whatever whatever they did but it was it's just like one of those episodes that like I remember so well probably the most memorable episode of season one almost like yeah it's one of the most iconic back then from back yeah from back then 
Like we have, so this is our 19th episode. I did not remember season one being so Allen heavy. Like there's mm-hmm. so much father son stuff in this season that I mean, yeah. we'll get into it because we're, we've talked about it. We're going to do like a season one in review type of podcast in between seasons one and two. Um, but I just didn't like, this is another episode where it's like, oh my gosh, there's more mother, more father son, more Allen. Like I was yeah. surprised that we, there's so much of him. I truly think it's because in that age, once again, like we've said from episode one, we are not 11 year old boys. I don't know mm-hmm. if you believe us when we say this. We're really not. <laughs> really hard to believe. Um, But I think that there's just like, it's such an informative age and such like a pivotal age in a young boy's life to be on the brink of young manhood and like at that Mm -hmm. point you learn so much from your father that this is like this is like the most important relationship in a young man's life I could assume at this age I mean of course of course if you do not have a a nuclear family set up um mm-hmm. meaning like you don't have a mom dad brother sister set up in your household then you f- you take on like of course a mother son's relationship is so important of course a sibling relationship or a teacher or an uncle relationship is so important but i think the point of season one is that Corey really, really relies on his father to get him through what this world is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he met the yeah. world and his father is guiding him through it. So I, I guess yeah. that that's what this means. I, I agree. And I think even like back in the 90s, they put a bigger emphasis on like a father son relationship. Whereas nowadays, I think maybe they would explore some other more explore a little bit more of the other relationships more than just the father son because mm-hmm. not everybody has that situation in their mm-hmm. household yeah um i do agree though i think like back then it was more of like oh a, a father a, a father teaches his son and the son mm-hmm. learns from his father and the daughter learns from the mother and like that was the way it was yeah and i think it's very different now and of course i'm sure he could learn a lot of lessons from amy she's fucking great we saw she's amazing oh yeah um, she's i mean amy I mean, from our, we can talk more about this in our, you know, recap of the season, but Mm -hmm. Amy's um, a much bigger pivotal, like, force within their family Mm -hmm. than we even thought in the first couple of episodes. Absolutely. She runs that fucking household. Oh, yeah. Um, So let's get into, you gave me additional homework this week. I did. Um, Because you noticed that this comes back in Girl Meets World, which I had yes. never seen before. Yeah. So um, Girl Meets World, season three, episode 12, Girl Meets Bear. This is uh, an episode from 2016. So um, I'm just going to give a quick recap of what this episode is about. Um, Riley, who is Corey and Topanga's daughter, she loses her childhood stuffed animal bear And she enlists, like, her entire family and friends to help her find the bear in the apartment. Um, And in the process, Augie, who is Corey and Topanga's son, comes across the silver gloves necklace um, while they're searching for the bear. So um, I I think, like, this is, like, a really sweet tie-in. I haven't seen all of Girl Meets World, but when there is direct tie-ins, I would like to discuss them on our mm-hmm. podcast. So yeah, we might as well. Um, some 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 
quick things. Um, I thought like Augie calls them silver mittens as well, which I thought mm-hmm. was funny. Um, and then Corey, freaking Corey, is surprised to see them because you know what this motherfucker lost the silver gloves again i know imagine like his father finally is like now you're ready and then he (laughs) fucking loses them again it's like alan is pissed he's like so yeah so al so he says like oh my gosh like augie do you know what these are these are like my father's like silver boxing gloves that he won in the navy like i i like thought that i lost them again and i was just like how how is that possible Corey? um (laughs) So, Corey explains to Augie, you know, what happened, that the first thing he did when he got them, though, was that he lost them, even though they were important to them because kids lose stuff. And, you know, you know, as, like, a typical, like, Boy Meets World type of thing or lesson, he's like, you know, what was important was that, like, Alan gave them to Corey because mm-hmm. he wanted Corey to have them. Because it was important to him, not necessarily the thing itself, but the fact that he gave them to his son. Right. He passed them down. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This was fun to see. I've never seen a minute of Girl Meets World. So it was uh-huh. kind of cute to see all of that. But the entire time, all I was thinking was like, fucking Farkle is like the worst <laughs> fucking name I've ever heard. Stop it. Kid. Stop it. So we'll get into Farkle in a second. Um, so Augie, <laughs> Augie asks Corey if he can have them. And Corey's like, you're not ready for this responsibility. And just a note, like Augie is seven in this episode. So if, like Corey at 12 is not ready for these this necklace, then mm-hmm. Augie at seven surely should not be ready for this necklace. Definitely not. But later in the episode, Corey decides to give Augie the gloves anyway and he's like you know I'm completely sure I know what's going to happen but I want to give them to you anyway and then Augie says like I'm going to take them take care of them forever Mm -hmm. and then like Corey in like a very backhanded way is like I know you'll try to (laughs) so So shady so shady yeah like if you're really not that confident then like don't give them to him I know he's too young very young. Um, so then another part of this episode that was like a cute tie-in that's like not related um, is that Farkle. So Farkle, just a reminder, is Minkus's son. Now, the stupid thing is, is that like Minkus has a weird last name, but it's not like his first name is Stuart. So it's like I feel right. like they were just like, OK, let's give like because we called Minkus Minkus, let's give Farkle such a funny name. But it's like that's not Farkle's last name. It's not like his name is like John Farkle, you know, it's so yeah. his Farkle Minkus. The Farkle poor kid Minkus. is Farkle Minkus. That's terrible. It's fucking horrible. Um, So Farkle finds um a scrapbook of Topanga and mm. She says, like, and he's like, Topanga, can I ask you a question? Um, it Like, you seem to be, like, quite the wacko back in the day. Right. And you were, like, you know, a hippy-dippy child of the universe. And, like, why are you not like this anymore? Which is kind of, like, a question that we have proposed before. Right. So that's mm-hmm. why I kind of wanted you to, like, see this. And she kind of gives a very, like, you know interesting answer um very like self introspective Mm -hmm. that um you know she explains that like it 
you know, as you grow, these people, like your past selves or like the type of person that you used to be is still a part of you and it helps you become like the person you are today, essentially. Right. It, to me, it was like a very like mom answer. Mm-hmm. Like instead of just being like, I was a kid and I was a weirdo or like, you know what I mean? She gives this very like mom mm-hmm. answer. But I'm still curious to track the, the Topanga arc yeah. throughout because – the Topanga I remember in the teen years is not this Topanga we're seeing. So you're not fully convinced um, no. or, like, pleased with this answer. That no. it's still a part of her and, like, helps her, you know, come to be I mean, I don't know what she she's today. like in Girl Meets World, so I can't speak to that part. I just think, like, the Topanga we see by the end of Boy Meets World, like, she still has some of those attributes. I mean, she's not a completely different character, but she's not the same. And obviously mm-hmm. kids change, but still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I just I thought that that was really neat. Like, like I said, like Mm -hmm. if I know that there's something like blaringly a reference in Girl Meets World Mm -hmm. to Boy Meets World, that's a tie in then I'm going to bring it up. We'll cover it. Um, (laughs) After seeing this full episode of episode three, I'm fully convinced that I do not want to um drag you into <laughs> watching Girl Meets World no. in the future. Um, I don't think it's my thing. She's not that good. Um no. but it, it's fine. So um any other like quick takeaways from your extra homework assignment? No, I just think like I mean Topanga hasn't aged a day. Like she looks the same. Isn't it incredible? It is incredible. Um, Beyond that, I mean, it just, yeah. I skipped to the clips that you sent me. I didn't watch the whole episode, so I didn't get, like, the full picture of it. But, like, yeah, it certainly seems very kiddish. Well, Boy Meets World is kiddish, but it doesn't feel as kiddish. It's not. It's not. It has larger lessons. And that's Um, why, I know, I've said it a million times before, but that's why I love Boy Meets World, because it's a kid, it's a show that you thought is for kids, but honestly, as an adult... Or as a young adult, you gain so much more out of yeah. it than a kid would. Yeah, I agree. I really liked this episode, like we said. Kind of an iconic season one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, fashion hour. It's my turn. Fashion hour. Fashion hour. So, our Rachel Green Award goes to... Um, we have three nominations this week. Mm-hmm. We have Sean's Pump Me Up Look. So this is like a stereotypical like abs t-shirt that you can that can be found at any boardwalk like surf shop. Um, mm-hmm. A checkerboard pattern bathing suit. He's wearing like t- uh, Teva sandals or Teva sandals. Like yeah, before there were Tevas. I I mean I don't know how old Tevas are, but I I wouldn't be surprised if this is like OG Tevas. I think we called them mandals back in the day. Did you ever mm. have you heard that term mandals? I have. Yes, he's they wearing look like his, a mandal to me. Oh goodness! Um, he's wearing his infamous puka shell necklace with four <laughs> pukas that we talk about constantly and we hate often, and mm-hmm. a black digital Casio watch. Yeah, he's doing he's that iPhone. Or what is it? The i iWatch or whatever the heck that we Apple make watch. He's making Apple, Apple watch. iWatch. Yeah. Jesus. I'm not an Apple product person. Um, yeah, he got the he borrowed it from Eric, I think. <laughs> um, next up is Feeney's physical edu- education teacher fantasy. 
Uh, he's wearing some scuba goggles, a blue t-shirt under a cyan blue and black windbreaker jacket with like triangle shapes and some excitement, um, some black athletic pants and some like chunky white sneakies. This is like reminds me of Saved by the Bell. Especially oh. the top. Because, like, all those, like, geometric shapes are yes. so 90s. Oh, yeah. Like, it reminds me of our logo. Like, <laughs> with the triangles. Like, those shapes and stuff. Just throw a couple squiggles mm-hmm. on him and he's yeah. repping our gear. Yeah. And you know that that feeling of that jacket. That is, like, a classic windbreaker. Like, you Oh, my know God. The it. Yes. It makes, it has, it's a, it's a jacket that has its own, like, audio soundtrack that's yeah exactly it's his fucking soundtrack when he walks it's yeah you're welcome for that asmr everybody oh yeah yeah and then my last pick is another sean look i call this the sean i listen to bob marley and nirvana on my walkman look um and this is he's wearing like a psychedelic tie-dye shaped shirt a like a button down like under a button down so striped nice. shirt under a plaid jacket with like big green lining and then he's wearing like medium like kind of baggy denim his hair is like full 90 swoopy swoop like long it's gotten very long yeah yeah they stopped cutting his hair long long mm-hmm. ago and then again with his puka necklace he never takes it off no, it is always there. This definitely looks like he's going to like Burning Man or like yeah. fucking what's the other one? Um the seventies one. Anyway. It looks like he's going there. Uh huh. Absolutely. He's getting high with some friends. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like playing this hacky layers and layers and layers, of course. Yeah. So what's your winner? I mean, I feel like this is obvious. He's pretty much repping our gear, so we have to give the win to Feeny. Oh, like, Feeny. Okay. He yes. looks like he walked out of the 90s. Like, yeah. everything speaks 90s yeah. to me we, here. We love it when ca- uh, when Feeny's casual, too. It's very exciting. Casual Feeny is kind of best Feeny. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so next up, Paul Red Certificate of Timelessness. So this is an outfit that you can see... Somebody wearing today or something that could last the test of time. So my first my first nomination is Minkus's Scuba Duba Juicy Fruit Moment. Um, this is a neon yellow slash green wetsuit with black detailing and some black water shoes. This is I mean, really, Minkus? Like, you couldn't even wear just a normal bathing suit. Like, you have to show up in a wet yeah, suit. Yeah, he knows that and nobody else is going to do that. He just wants to get teased, I guess. Like, did he just have this on hand? No. You know oh, what yeah. it was? He went home and he was like, oh, I'm going to be doing scuba tomorrow at school. And his parents immediately took him to the store and were like, well, we oh. need to get you the right gear. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He Minkus is a type of kid. That, like, if his friend is like, oh, do you want to go play tennis? He buys, like, and he's never played tennis before. He goes to the store and buys a full tennis getup. If he's like, oh, do you want to go to the Yankee game? He goes to, like, Models and gets, like, a Yankee hat and, like, a jersey. Like, he dresses for the occasion. Yeah, I see that. Um, This is very bright. It's very neon. I mean, obviously, people still wear wetsuits. So I see how it's timeless. Yeah. Um, next up is Topanga's too young to be whistled at bathing attire. 
Um, so I actually really like this look. So she first has a pink and white star bathrobe. And then she has like her gorgeous, long, flowing mermaid hair. Um, and her bathing suit is like a sensible black one piece with like jewel tone shapes and like little hip ruffles that I think like was extremely flattering on her in a non like creepy way. Of course, it just looked good. She looked beautiful. Yeah, I think especially the cut on yeah. the bottom I Mm -hmm. think is very of this time right now Mm -hmm. and I think that like a black one piece is pretty much timeless obviously it has like the shapes which make it a little bit more 90s but like you could see a kid wearing this now yeah and the robe was really nice I really liked that pink and she's wearing some little like blue sandals with like a bit Mm -hmm. of a white platform yeah also very cute sandals too unlike Mm -hmm. the mandals Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, like the medals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last nomination is Eric's comfortable yet classic after school outfit. So he's wearing like a gray short, a shirt, uh, a red and blue plaid shirt, some light wash jeans, some black and white Converse, basically just like the Eric uniform. But, you know, it's a goodie for a reason you know, like this is very 90s. This is very Eric like he's comfortable but he looks like put together so Mm -hmm. I mean was there bad to say about it nothing Eric usually finds himself in the nominees for Paul Rudd's Certificate of Timelessness because he does wear stuff that you could see being worn at any point in time right like who doesn't Mm -hmm. wear a white tee and jeans like yeah everybody wears that he does look very cozy and relaxed um the converse of course also a classic so this is definitely a typical eric outfit indeed it is um what say you i think that the i mean the answer to me is pretty obvious like topanga's rocking everything she's wearing and not only that it's flattering it's cute Mm -hmm. you could see somebody wearing it you could see a a young girl wearing it or mm-hmm. you could see an adult wearing this bathing suit I think oh Especially yeah that robe like I'd buy that robe it's adorable <laughs> yeah it looks very comfortable too mm-hmm so congratulations so. to Panga. you are truly a star just like your bathrobe says <laughs> absolutely yeah um one more piece of housekeeping um mm-hmm. our friend soul meets lens tells us a story of um something that she she lost, uh, which is so sad. She says, I lost a ring. My grandpa got me freshman year of high school. Went under the stall in the bathroom. Oh, no. At school. And no one returned it. That's the worst. That's a dick move. How did yeah. nobody find it? Ugh. I hate that. Same thing with my promise ring. Where did that go? Um... <laughs> I really want to know but and then also she said that in middle school she was in palm and cheer but hated going to games but like going to practice probably because you got to socialize yeah absolutely I think that's what it is yeah yeah um I don't know what extracurricular activities I signed up for because everything that I started I quit pretty soon after so (laughs) Yeah, I Nothing wasn't much. Stuck. I mean, I bowled for a long time. Um, oh, well, sorry. I took um, acting classes for a really oh, long time. Yeah, that's that was the one extracurricular activity that I did. It was like out mm-hmm. of school. It wasn't like in school, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. guitar lessons for a while. Mm-hmm. But once I got to be a teenager and I had a job, I like didn't do as much because I was working. Yeah, same. But 
Same. Yeah. Um. All right. That was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. Um. We only have three more episodes of season <gasps> one. Oh, so. my gosh. Absolutely insane. If you've been here this whole time, good for you. Thanks thank for listening. You. Yeah, thank you. Um, and like we said before, we have Dawson's Creek content coming up. So just to give you guys the schedule again until you're used to it, we have Boy Meets World recording on Mondays, releasing on Thursdays, and then opposite for Dawson's Creek. We record on Thursdays and release on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And then we'll still be doing some special content along the way, some bonus podcasts. Yeah. Um. So keep an eye on those podcast feeds. Sarah, yeah. where can can they find us on you the can, social meets? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at shit90spod, or you can always email us at shit90spod at gmail.com. We are doing, we're going to do some really exciting posts now. We are going to take our fashion hour to mm-hmm. the mainstream. So you will see if you guys don't go back and like look at the outfits. A, I totally get it, but now you'll be able to see them on our social media, um, which is going to be very, very fun. Um, and yeah, we have our question threads where you can send in feedback. We have sneak peeks where you can um, kind of see what we deem as a highlight. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Usually they're the silly moments. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, just follow us on all of that. You can totally um, subscribe if you're not subscribed or rate us a five-star review on iTunes. That would be super, super duper scuba duba. Scooby-doo. Scooby-doo. And yeah, um, Jess, do you want to talk about all of your little projects that they're not little, but all of your projects that you've been working on? Somehow I found myself recording like four podcasts over three days. Don't ask me how this happened. But um, let's see. We have community building that came out on Saturday. Give that a listen. I won't spoil anything if you haven't listened already, but it's a biggie. Um, So give that a listen over on Post Show Recaps. Also on Post Show Recaps, I was on Everything is Super talking about the new Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman 1984. Um, I thought it was okay. It was all right. Go listen to that. That's on post-show recaps. Um, Get into all of that hot mess express. Um, And also, if you're a patron of post-show recaps, I was on Watching with Wiggler. um, That came out today. I talked about the show The Wilds, which is new on Amazon Prime. Um, If you like Lost, if you like uh, Lord of the Flies, if you like... Teenage girls being stranded on an island. This is the show for you. Give it a watch. I loved it. I've watched it twice, which is kind of crazy because I just watched it for the first time a few weeks ago. Um, It's a really good time. Give that a listen if you haven't already. And then this podcast is today. So that was my weekend full of podcasts. Yeah, very, very Um, busy. While I watch like all the crown and bridgerton and then like cried my eyes out on new year's eve <laughs> watching a, doc- a documentary on diana you've actually been doing productive things so that's listen whether or not it's productive i don't know but it sure has <laughs> been a fun time so yeah check out all of that i'm also at the jess sterling on twitter if you want to give me a follow and sarah's at sarah ferguson uh, if you want to give her a follow and just Keep listening. We're putting out a lot of content. Um, so keep listening to us. We hope you stay stay with us through all of this and, and hop on board Dawson's Creek because I really think that's going to be a fun ride. And if not, we'd love to have you here listening to us talk about Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're catching us next time, we're going to be watching Season 1, Episode 20. Wow. Um, yeah. So think that's all we have for everybody uh i guess we will catch you next time bye bye
I found the longest gray hair that I've ever had in my life. Jessica! Like literally, okay, so every gray hair I've ever found has been like this big. Like it's not been very big. I found like legitimately, it was like six inches long last night and it was like kind of like right here. They're not really in front. They're more like hidden in this area. And I was like, oh, I immediately run out and I was holding it and I was like, Will, look at this thing. And then I left what? It there. It's fine. You left it? Of course I left it. It's a gray hair. What do I care? Jessica. <laughs> I mean, oh you're lucky goodness. when you go gray, it's like your hair is so light that it's not going to even matter. Goodness gracious. I have not. I'm like, honestly, I'm fine with it. When I go gray, I'm not going to dye it. I'm just going to like let it happen. It's like a wisdom thing. Like you look wise. Like I look fucking knowledgeable about shit. Although I think today I did like the Katie Couric thing. Katie which was funny. Couric. I have no idea how to say her name and I won't apologize for you're it. struggling, Katie Well, Couric. it's a weird... It's Keurig. It's not Keurig. You're like Keurig. Like you're saying it like the Keurig machine, like the coffee okay, machine. Okay, but it's it's Keurig. Keurig. Katie Keurig. Okay. Yeah. So it's a weird spelling for that for that pronunciation. The Keurig has a U and an E and a G and an I C. No, a Keurig. Keurig is K E R, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, it's K E U R. Kate, you're a Keurig. It has a U in yeah. E and a U. But Keurig is like C-O-U-R. <sighs> it's C like Foric. Euphoric. Coric. It should be Coric. Oh, jeez. Okay. This is ridiculous. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm going to count. Two, three. I didn't even count yet. Oh! <laughs> I said I'm going to count to three. I'm going to count to three. I'm leaving this in now. Okay. You said count to three. I said I'm going to count to three. <laughs> I heard count to three. It's not like three. dancing, like, and one, two, three, clap. <laughs> I heard count two, three. We need to put the, maybe I should put the outtakes at the end of these podcasts for people maybe, to enjoy. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, we need a little like zinger uh, instrumental at the end for like bloopers. Girl, we need all sorts of zingers. <laughs> um, okay. Welcome to Shit 90 Show Taught Me. This is Sarah. I'm doing a takeover. No, okay, no, go. That was actually really good. Um, no. Okay. I, what? okay. It was good. No. It was go. very natural. Okay. Yeah, because I'm a natural. <laughs> this is going to be a mess today. Okay, no, it's oh, not. Okay. This is a serious episode. Oh, it's very serious. Mm. Okay. <laughs>